Hey y'all, welcome and thank you for joining me. I really miss y'all, like I really, really did. And I'm glad to be back. Um, The Lord has a lot that he wants to share with us today. And so again, thank you for investing your time with me. Um, And I appreciate it. And I just want to get right to it. So I have a question for y'all. And you I got a I got a few questions for y'all. And they are rhetorical, but I want you to think about it because I love food for thought. I really do. And this is a time and season that we need to hold ourselves accountable. We need to examine ourselves and what perfect way to do it through a few rhetorical questions. <laughs> They're meant to be answered, but in your heart, in your heart, okay? So let's get to it. How much control do you have? How much control does God have? And is he able to control what you do, what you don't do, and how you do it? These are the questions that we are going to answer on this week's episode entitled, There's No Such Thing as Free Will. In this season, I'm learning to connect the dots. What I mean by that is that I'm learning to reflect on the things that I've done and how it connects to where I'm going and where I've been. Doing this allows me to take accountability towards the things that I did and did not do. Connecting the dots allows me to shine the word of God onto my situation, allowing me to connect God's promises, expectations, and character to who and where I am now. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Connecting the dots is not easy. It takes humility. And when doing so, there is no room for ego or delusional thinking. When you make the decision to start connecting the dots, you are forcing your flesh to line up with the truth concerning the matter at hand. You are no longer choosing to place blame. You are no longer choosing to hold said person accountable. You are no longer feeling the need to be right or ignorant because you recognize that the choice you made or did not make has you or had you right where you were or where you are right now. Now, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Galatians 6, 4, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, but each one must carefully scrutinize his own work, examining his actions, attitudes, and behavior, and then he can have the personal satisfaction and inner joy of doing something commendable without comparing himself to another. Now, I I didn't think I was going to start off like this, but I believe this topic needs a firm foundation to build on before we start questioning the ways of God and or his expectations towards us. So with that being said, let's get to it and I'll be back right after the intro. Welcome to the Grow Regardless podcast. I'm your host, Janae Siobhan. This podcast is the place where those who are withered come to bloom. Here, you will be empowered and encouraged with biblical, practical, and spiritual tools that will help you navigate life boldly, effortlessly, and fearlessly with Christ and for Christ. Lord, 
said, I feel like I didn't lost somebody there. But <laughs> if you are still here, thank you for hanging out with me. I pray that you are empowered and encouraged as we delve into this topic. Now, I want to put you on to how this topic came to be. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast episodes before this one, then you know that I'm always mentioning or talking about free will. And I've been telling y'all how the Lord has just been having me focus on that topic in one shape or form, in one way or another. So me talking about this shouldn't take you aback. If anything, it should just be reiterating and it should be cementing in your heart because the more you hear something, the more, you know, it sticks. So that's what I'm hoping and praying that it's doing. And if it hasn't, you can go ahead and revisit the other podcast episodes and see how the Lord's just been um, having that silver lining of free will all into it. And what, the reason why I say silver lining is because that's how I envision it. Like every time I'm talking about a topic, there's always that silver lining of free will intertwined into the message some way. Only he could do that. I can't, I can't, but only he can do that. And so I'm pray, I pray that um, you see that um, into it. So me talking about this, like I said, shouldn't take you aback. However, I was listening to a conversation and someone had asked, how do we have free will when God is in control? There were many people resonating with that thought. So I figured you probably were too, and maybe not in this capacity, but in one way or another. So I thought I'd answer the question on a larger scale on this platform. Um, so before we answer the question, there was a reason why I mentioned connecting the dots in the beginning. It's imperative that we examine ourselves by putting the pieces together for why things are the way that they are. And until we do that, we will always be asking ourselves, if God is this or that, then why? Before you can answer, or before you can question rather anyone or anything, it's imperative that you have knowledge and understanding. I always say you can't be loud and wrong. You cannot be loud and wrong. That's with anything. Because before a lawyer can persuade a judge or a jury, he needs to have knowledge of not only the case, but a good understanding of the defendant. He needs to know the ins and outs so that he can be prepared and anticipate the prosecution's cross-examination of the defendant or the judge's possible judgment concerning the defendant. The same goes with God. The audacity to think that one can question the creator when one does not know the creator or the character or the ways of the creator. That's high mindedness. But the only way to know how he responds or how he would respond is to read the word of God. He tells us everything we need to know about him in his word. He tells us, thus says the Lord. Let not the one who is wise and skillful boast in his insight. Let not the one who is mighty and powerful boast in his strength. Let not the one who is rich boast in his temporal satisfactions and earthly abundance. But let the one who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me and acknowledges me and honors me as God and recognizes without any doubt that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, 
justice and righteousness on the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. And that's Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24. And I read that from the Amplified Version. Once you understand the character of God through the word of God, you'll know who he is and how he operates. So once we understand the character of God, we now know that his word is undeniably true. We know that he will never go against his word because his word never comes back void or incomplete. However, for many of you, you have a hard time understanding how we still have free will, but then God is overall in control. And to answer your question, it goes back to accountability. God is in control, just not in control of you. He created you to have the freedom to choose life or death. And even though he is God and he could do whatever he pleases, he will never override his word. So if he says that you have the choice to choose life or death, he is giving you the choice to choose to be in him or do your own thing or live a life in bondage. Yes, everything happens for a reason, but nothing is by happenstance. Everything that happens to you or around you is due to a series of choices that you made or didn't make. So that reason is you or the effects from the choices that were made through your bloodline. When one refuses to acknowledge that, you are refusing to connect the dots. How much control do you really have? Now, according to Webster's Dictionary, two out of the three definitions for control says this, to have power or to reduce the incidence or severity of. So when it comes to God or our situations, we have none. Control is an illusion. You can't grasp meaning to have a firm hold or grip, manipulate or distort was not yours. Your life is not yours. Whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not, you were paid with a price. You are not your own. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10, and I'm also reading from the Amplified Version, it says, for it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that he would walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. The creator prearranged and ordains. However, you have the right to say yay or nay. You have the right to choose life or death. God has given us free will. We have the right to choose. Yet at the same time, God holds us responsible for our decisions. For this reason, God tells us two essential things regarding our hearts. One, guard your heart above all else for everything we do flows from it. 
and two, and where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. You have to thirst and hunger for God. You can't be like, I bet everything is everything, whatever will be, will be. No, ignorance does not and will not excuse free will. The bottom line is that God will not override your free will, which is your willingness to choose ignorance or choose knowledge and understanding. Whether it's the will of God, your purpose, or simply who you should cut out of your life, God is more than willing and able to put you on to what's going on in the natural and the spiritual. But you have to give space for him to do that by putting your will aside willfully. God will not make you do anything because he didn't create us to be robots. He created us with a mind, will, and emotions. He created us to be willing vessels in all things. And he promises us that we will obtain his promises if we choose life and death if we do not. God has given those that are sons of God the authority and the power to speak life into any situation because we have the power of God working within us. When we use the word of God against our circumstances, his word will perform and change the outcome. But we have to be willing to do what's necessary to make that happen. We have to realize that we can do nothing apart from God. And that regardless of how we feel or what we think, we are responsible for what is and what isn't. What we allow and disallow. Free will allows us the freedoms to make the decision. And once we truly come to terms with the gift that God has given us, we will become good stewards of it. See y'all, now the funny thing is, I thought this episode was going to be way longer than it was. But either way, the Lord's will will be done and it was done and so i thank you for investing your time with me i thank you for choosing to share this space with me and i pray that the lord continues to reveal you to you as you um just seek him seek him through these podcasts and seeking him through the word of god and you know whatever i say in these podcasts is in the word of god so don't hesitate to fact check me I want you to be intentional about your relationship with God and not just taking whatever you hear. Now, if you like what I talk about on my podcast, then you'll love the ministry that I'm a part of, um, Love and Deliverance Ministries, Inc. You can find us on Facebook at love and like A-N-N-D, D, like the like door, men, M-I-N, or you can find us on YouTube, which will probably be more better, um, at Love and Deliverance Ministries, Inc. And we are on YouTube. And um, you'll be blessed. I'm telling you, you'll be blessed. Like, if you want to know, if you want to know, you're going to know. So, like, um, whenever I'm not recording or whenever you feel like, dang, Janae, she must be on another hiatus, 
go there. Go to go to the YouTube page. Um, it will definitely empower and encourage you and um, strengthen you up in the Lord. So um, again, I love you and I thank you so much for spending time with me. And Lord willing, I will see you when I see you. Bye.